Good morning, everybody. Well, that was successful, wasn't it? Good morning, everybody. Yay! Come on in, find a seat. Welcome to Catch the Fire, Myrtle Beach. I think you all know I'm Mark. Jane and I lead this wonderful family. Jane's over there hugging someone. But, uh, we're glad to see you. I know some of you are joining us on the live stream as well, so welcome to you. And we are so pleased to have the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry team with us this weekend. We are having the most amazing time. Many of you were with us last night. God was really moving. Guess what? God has not changed from last night to this morning. So brace yourself because God is going to continue to move. So I want to introduce you to Dan, who's one of the leaders of the team, and he's going to kick us off. Thanks, Mark. Hi, guys. It's an absolute honor to be with you. We, we love being here and just being with you guys the last few days with different, different events, different things, and then last night as well. We just, uh, it feels like family. So thank you so much just for welcoming us in and, uh, yeah, just for for loving us as we as we want to pour out to you and so today i just want to encourage you to receive uh today there's there's so much for you i, th I find ah oh, one of my core values is to receive his love every day for me personally like he has so much love for each of you individually and uh, we want you to receive today so why don't you stand with us we're gonna we're gonna go into worship and i've got my wonderful uh team member lorraine here who's just gonna lead us in so if however you would like to focus on God, let's close your eyes, put your hands out, find some space. You know uh, by now you are free. So.
hearts are overflowing with thanksgiving for who you are. No one like you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. You are good, God. You are good, God. You are the solution. searching for belonging, searching for acceptance, and it's only to be found in you, Jesus. You are our home, God. We find our home in you. We find our identity in you. We find our life in you, Jesus. Don't look to the world to figure out who we are. We look to you, God. The Bible says in, in Psalms 40, I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently knowing God would come through for me. my cry. He stooped down to lift me out of danger from the desolate pit I was in and out of the muddy mess that I had fallen into. And now he has lifted me up into a firm and secure place and steadied me while I was along his ascending path. And a new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Many will see his miracles. They'll stand in awe of God and fall in love with him. Blessing after blessing come to those who love and trust the Lord. And just, just bring to mind one, just one thing that the Lord did for you. Just one thing that the Lord did for you. Oh, thank you, God, your people don't wait in vain. You're the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God who comes through. Encourage your kids, they wait on you patiently, Lord. 
losing any way. But you choose to send your son. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful you didn't leave us where we found ourselves.
this is perfect. I want us to take communion together. Can we just thank our worship team really quick? Guys, let us in. Yeah, I just want you to stay in this place. And even though it might feel like a shift, um, sometimes we can rely on music uh, too much <laughs> to have a good atmosphere. I want to encourage you. The presence of God is in this room and filling this atmosphere, filling our hearts. And I'm going to read this scripture from Colossians 1 and just share a word with you as we lead into communion. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to him, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Having made peace through the blood of his cross. I want to tell you that we get the privilege of having so many beautiful things in our walk with God. We get the privilege of coming together, of singing, of having this beautiful music, amazing dance and flags, of prophetic gifts, of gifts of healing. But the treasure that we have is Christ himself. And I feel the Lord centering us again, just centering our focus on the head of the church. In him and through him, all things consist. And he gave himself for us that we might have peace through the blood of his cross. For so long in my life, that was in my head and not in my heart. I kind of knew what the gospel was, but it didn't uh, have a change so much in my life. Um, and that's so true for so many of us. And... I struggled with lots of different things. I struggled with uh, relational things. I uh, was dealing with same-sex attraction for about 10 years of my life. I had uh, a pornography addiction, masturbation addiction, all those things. And uh, I remember one time I, uh, I had lost what I had loved most through, being, through actually opening up myself. I'd kept things hidden in my life for so long because uh, I couldn't reconcile the the gospel I believed with my experience that I was having. And I remember one day in worship, uh, God came to me in, uh, my eyes were closed. It was almost like I was just picturing it in my mind. Sometimes we call it a vision. 
really is like a it's con it's a mental picture sometimes and I was in this uh, space that was filled with light and the light was coming from Jesus in the distance and as I walked towards him uh, the clothes on my body were burnt off by the heat of his light and uh, until I stood naked before him as if it was like Adam and Eve in the garden uh, before man sinned and uh, I remember he embraced me there and spoke to me and as he did there was something that was like wax off of my body that melted and became a pool on the ground. And uh, he looked at me and said, today I've given you a new heart. Welcome to my new world. And I remember in the moment I knew that was significant, but I didn't know how significant that was until the weeks and months to come. Because uh, that, that changed my life. And I started to realize that what God did, he actually took the gospel and the hope by the Holy Spirit, he translated it into my experience, into my life, what I was going through. And suddenly I, I found the reality and the truth of the gospel of God to set us free. Uh, that it's only because Jesus died <laughs> that we can enter into freedom. And uh, we really believe as a church that Jesus' blood paid for everything that there's nothing that you're struggling with, nothing that you're facing that Jesus' blood did not make a way for for you to step into greater freedom and reality. And sometimes when we give our life to Jesus, uh, when we're saved, uh, <laughs> I think sometimes we think that's it and we're, uh, that's the all the freedom we get. But actually there's, I think that, <laughs> that can hinder us a little bit from the greater freedom that God's, uh, God's offering to us because we can we're powerful we can agree with things and sometimes when we agree with things and let other things in uh, we still need the gospel of Christ to continue to save us to set us free Paul said I am daily being saved um, and so we're going to take communion together and I really believe that God is <laughs> is is going to set us free is going to actually, he's going to take the gospel and make it real to you. Um, there's a scripture in 2 Corinthians 5.21, which says, He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So he came in. Religion would often say that, traditional religion would often say, uh, would often look at sin and be repelled by it. Um, but God looks at sin and draws close to it. Uh, he hates it <laughs> because it hurts us. He hates it because it destroys the ones he loves. But he looks at it in love. He draws near to it and he became it so that we could take on the righteousness of God. That's the gospel that we have. And so every time I take communion, I'm reminded of my weakness, of my need of him. Even now, like, I feel oh, I so needy of him for physical strength in my body, for, for just to know how to live with him, how to follow him, how to please him more. But in your weakness, it's, it's the gospel. It's the power of the Holy Spirit who is present here to actually come into our need and to give it and to take our need upon him, take our weakness upon him so that we could then step into greater freedom.
And so we're going to take communion <laughs> and celebrate and remember the gospel. And I just want to encourage you, Paul says uh, when he describes communion to the Corinthians, he's, he describes that uh, they, take, so they actually take it in error, uh, some of them, and that's why he says that's why some of you uh, still have sickness amongst you. And it's a funny passage, but essentially to me that gives me license that God's going to heal when we take communion because when, you're, when you put your faith in Christ, uh, if you do have your faith in Christ, then you can take communion and it's, the, it's not just a remembrance thing, it's a prophetic thing uh, that actually it's going to bring healing and the presence of God uh, around you to your body. It will change things as we take communion together. And if you don't yet know Jesus, uh, we will have a team uh, lined up at the front. And I just want you, just in, in boldness, if you want to know Jesus more, if, you, if you're curious, if something's sparked in your heart, that you're like, oh, there's something that I'm seeing and I'm tasting that I'm, I don't yet have. I want you just to come and chat quietly with one of our team. Uh, would love to just share with you and pray with you. Um, so can I have a few of our team just sit here for us? And I want to just honor the moment. But church, if you would mind just coming up to our amazing Bridget and Kelly, and they're just going to hand you communion. And what we're going to do, we're just going to take that back to our seats. And I just want you to pause before we take it together, if that's all right. So just anyone can come up, feel free now.
All right, we're going to take the bread first. And as people are just still coming up, we'll wait, but I want you to just close your eyes. And you may have a need or a weakness in your life. In fact, I'm pretty convinced you do. <laughs> I know I do. I actually want you to just be mindful of that and picture it before you almost. Just have it before you as you hold the bread, which is representative of the broken body of Christ in your hand. He said, this take in remembrance of me. So as you picture or think about that weakness, your weakness, your need, it could be a physical need could be something you're struggling with personally. It could be a need in your family. I know for me, my mom has been sick uh, very recently, and so when I hold the bread in my hand, I, de I declare, God, your body was broken, so my mom's didn't have to be. Your body was broken, so my mom's body could be whole. I just want you to take a moment before the Lord And just declare quietly under your breath, whatever comes to mind, it could be, God, you took this so that I didn't have to. together. just hold the cup and if you just want to lift it up just again as that as that sign that before you your need your family your weakness our sins were taken by Jesus because of he spilled his blood that washed over and cleansed our sins we can be healed and Paul says as often as you do this you proclaim his death until he comes. So as we take this, we are proclaiming and spiritually sending out the death and the gospel of Christ into South Carolina, into our families, into our needs. This is a prophetic symbol of the power of Christ that is still here on earth to work in our families, in our situations, in our needs. So, Jesus, we say thank you. <laughs> Father, thank you for giving us your son, for spilling your blood. How would we know what love looked like if you hadn't had given your son? We just believe redemption is plan A. <laughs> redeemed is not plan B. We would not know the fullness of your love unless you had redeemed us from our sin.
And so, God, we thank you that you can turn anything and make it beautiful. You can take the worst of us, the things we've done. You don't care. You love us so much. You would enter into it. Take it upon yourself so that we could be free and new. And so, Jesus, we say thank you. Let's take this together. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old has passed away. All things have become new. And I love that word behold, because it's like, look and see. <laughs> look and see. Old things have gone. <laughs> the new has come. And every time we take communion in the kids' church, uh, in our church in California, we have a party, and we celebrate because of what God has done for us. Because we are literally, if anyone is in Christ, you are new. Like There's no need to deal with uh, the same thought patterns that you had to deal with. There's freedom for that. Uh, anything is possible. Um, has sickness, uh, there's, free, <laughs> there's freedom and healing for that. Uh, everything is paid for by the blood of Jesus. And uh, I just want you, for the rest of the time we have together, I just want you to be mindful <laughs> of things like thoughts that might come to your head. I believe some of you are going to actually have uh, new thinking patterns given to you uh, and things in your body that you might need healing for. I really believe that just start checking it out through the service. Um, Jesus' blood paid for everything. Um, awesome. So uh, we're going to transition a little bit. Um, Mark, I actually wonder if this is a good time for offering. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it through and then. Whenever we gather, we make opportunity for us to bring our tithes and offerings to the Lord. I know many of you give online if you're regular with us, and that's great. Thank you for that. But I know some of you, you bring money with you to give to God. And so we want to pass the baskets just along the rows as we continue with the meeting. And uh, up on the screen, there's the ways you can give. Uh, if you're writing a check, you don't need an envelope. If you're giving cash and you want a receipt, you do need an envelope. And those are in the baskets. And John's going to start those going along the rows for us. Thank you. Awesome. This is worship, guys. As we give with our offering, we're saying, oh, there's, there's nothing I'm holding back from you, God. There's nothing I'm holding back in my finances. I'm not actually trusting money for my safety or my provision. I'm trusting the Lord Jesus for it. And in giving, he'll give back more than you give. I can promise you that. Uh, you can't uh, outgive the giver. It's impossible. Impossible. Uh, so I want to invite uh, Jonah and Kay up, actually. And we're... We just want to honor uh, two very special people uh, who are special to you guys, I'm sure, and they've become so special to us. And I'm going to leave it to Jonah and Kay, who are part of our amazing team, to take it from here. Yeah, hello. Uh, so we were uh, put in charge of, of honoring the two leaders here. Um, and first, I just want to say thank you so much for just like letting us come here. It's been so amazing. Um, and even like opening your house to us, like I like we pulled in, and we just felt welcomed right away. You greeted us with hugs. There was no handshaking. It was right to hugs. <laughs> <laughs> and you've opened up your whole house, like your kitchen. Like last night, you just made food for us, and it was just it was so sweet. And so I just want to honor you guys for that, and honor you for how you've led this church. It's just so beautiful. I've just been sitting in the back up there, just like 
in awe of the beauty. It, just re- it reminds me of when I first fell in love with, like, God and the Holy Spirit and just how, like, intimate and beautiful it was. You've created this, like, very beautiful environment and atmosphere. Um, and so I just want to thank you for that. Like, God honors that and God sees that because it's so genuine and beautiful. So, yeah, you've created an amazing space. Um, so now Kay is going to talk about what we got you. Could be got you guys something to honor you. Yeah, we uh, we went into uh, some stores and we asked God what to get you, and this is uh, what we got. Yeah, so I would like to invite you actually to come up here to receive this. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we asked the Lord uh, for a prophetic gift for you too, and um, so we found a fifty. How do you use it? Like point five. It's a pen. It's shaped as a 50 caliber bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. (laughs) So, funny story. This is what it means, actually. (laughs) Um, When I was asking the Lord (laughs) what to give to you, um, he just spoke to me about your spiritual authority and how much spiritual authority you have. and But he's actually giving you more. And he's giving you increase. And um, I actually saw a whip in my mind. <laughs> and and like a bull whip, like what the cowboys use. And we wanted to find one, <laughs> but we couldn't. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> okay, here, but... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I looked it up. In a bullwhip, the cowboys don't use it to actually whip the cattle. They use it as communication. And it's the sound of the whip that actually communicates to the cattle where they need to go. And so this is a prophetic word about how powerful your words are. And how the Lord is going to increase the authority that is in your words. And it is in the obedience of what you, uh, of what you say that, that he is going to just, I, like, what I, see, I see you using the whip and out of the whip comes lightning. And that's, that's just going to break off principalities in this, in this region. Um, and the other thing is, since we met you and had the Zoom call with you, the Lord's been speaking to me about your global impact. I came into this church. It is not a small church. This is a big church. It's a big church. And so we're just prophesying right now about the global impact that you guys will have. Not, not it's not going to be limited in South Carolina or in Myrtle Beach. It's going to go across the globe. So, Lord, right now, we just bless Mark and Jane right now. We thank you for what you're doing in their lives. We thank you for what you're doing even through their marriage, Lord. We thank you for the family that they're creating, for the global family that is going to be produced through them, God. I thank you for the spiritual authority that you put in their voice, the books that 
they're going to create, even the videos. If you're going, I feel like you're going to like make videos, and and it's going to go on YouTube, and people are going to watch it, and people are going to be free. Lord, I thank you so much just for everything that they carry through their words. Thank you for the wisdom that you have given both of them, God. Thank you, Lord, that you have so much more for this church. And also the outpouring of the creativity from this church. I just ask that you increase that, Lord. I pray an increase in prophetic art, prophetic creativity, just uh, creative expression of your glory, God, that is on this house that you would just increase. I see there is a cloud of glory in this house. Um, I, I saw it when I worship, when I led worship last night. There's a cloud of glory in this house. So, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you. Um, I thank you that because they never change the subject, you are always here. They never say, change the subject, you are always here. So I thank you, Lord, and we just honor them. We honor them, and we pray an increase over them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we honor you as a mother and a father. Uh, in the spirit, and I just uh, declare for you uh, encounters, uh, glory encounters, that there's things that you know in the spirit that you don't even know in the natural, but you just walk in them freely. And so we say more, Lord. We've asked you to blow the lid off of, of anything that they've experienced before. God. We ask for glory through them into this church, glory into this nation, glory into this ground, into the city, into this county, Lord. Uh, they are, are uh, I feel like you're transitional people, and so you step in a room, you step into someone's life, and things transition and shift in their lives, and so we bless you as a, a woman of transition, we bless you as a woman, uh, a mother of freedom, uh, someone who walks people through hard things easily, uh, what was hard in people's lives becomes easy when you walk into their life. Um, I just uh, I want to honor the way that you you both love. I feel like you both have a, just a deep understanding of the Father's love, and you're able to give that out just so beautifully and so amazing. It just oozes out of you. Your love for others comes from the way that your Father has loved you. So just keep receiving the Father's love, and then you'll be able to pour it out more. Just I want to honor the way that you love. I just felt your heart for people, and I felt your heart for this church. Yeah, we're going to share a couple more words. I want to invite you guys, actually, to, if anyone has a word that you just want to honor them, honor this wonderful couple, Mark and Jane, and just pray for them and bless them. I feel like the, sp the Spirit so moves upon our honor of, of Christ inside of us. So uh, let's go. I have a word. And the word is that the Lord's brought you to a certain point. God's brought you to this place today. And from this place today, he's sending you out. I say that in front of you is a wide place. Praise God. And it's a path that you shall surely know, and you shall surely walk down it. And as you walk further and further down it, your light shall grow. Praise God. 
And as your light grows greater and greater, there will be greater and greater effect. So let it be known today that you're being sent out. Yes, you remain here, but yet you're being sent out because your reach goes beyond this place. And even though this place may seem like a small place, it's a big place because it's a place of beginnings. It's a place that you're going out from, and your influence will go out from this place, and many other places will be touched, many other places will be affected, and Jesus will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I saw a... um I don't know what kind of flower this is. It was a, um, maybe it's a plant, but I just saw this thing coming out of the ground, and it's been blooming. And the, the type of blooming that happens, it literally mushrooms out. And so the effect that my brother was talking about was the mushroom effect is literally growing out, but it was the aroma that was coming off of the pebbles and the twigs or the or the particular aspects that are coming out of this blossom, there is an aroma that pertains to take off, and it's just being carried in the atmosphere. And as it's carried in the atmosphere, the root of that plant has been something that God's planted in your heart for years, and it has the aroma. (coughs) It has the aroma of God's love. It has the aroma of the Father's heart and a magnification because as, as it comes out of the, the plant, it magnifies in the atmosphere. And so it doesn't go away. It spreads. It continues to come out from the Father's heart, and you represent that plant that has been manifesting and bringing the aroma and the glory of God throughout the atmosphere. When I moved down here from Alaska, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. (laughs) But um, I've had my fair share of um, being in relationship with pastors and people in authority in in maybe a toxic way, in an unhealthy way. But Pastor Mark and Jane Burlinson changed my mind and how pastors are and how pastors should be biblically and godly. So I want to thank both of you, Mark and Jane, for fathering me, mothering me, bringing me through seasons in life. And I feel like the Lord is saying, um, I'm proud of you both for operating in a pastoral way, in an apostleship way uh, that honors him and honors the body of Christ. Um, I was just going to reiterate what others have said of that the magnitude of ministry, you know, it's not going to make sense. What you do, the results aren't going to make sense. And I think that's in provision as well. And I just want to give you some, a phrase to use. And it's just two by two, two times two does not equal four. I don't know what it equals, but it does not equal four. And... That that's something to ask God as you go into situations. You know, this is my seed, this is my effort, but I don't know what you're going to make of it, but it's definitely not going to be four. Um, uh, you guys are walking. 
you guys are walking in this uh, Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7, says, Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. And I, I just want to read this first, um, tagging off of what John said about the fragrance and the aroma. 2 Corinthians 2.14. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation, an aroma redolent with life. So Mark and Jane, we just say thank you, Father, for Mark and Jane. We say thank you, God, for these two. And Father, we just ask that you would bless them abundantly. I thank you, God, that your paths drip with abundance upon the righteous. And so we just thank you for these two. We honor you both. We honor your leadership. We honor the people that God made you to be. Um, just people are full of love. Yeah. Full of kindness. You prioritize the right thing. So yeah, we just, together with your church, we just thank you. We bless you. Thanks, guys. Can we give it up for these guys? Yeah. <laughs> Team, if you wanna if you wanna actually stay and take a seat on the on the stage for us, that would be amazing. I should have said this at the start. This this isn't your ordinary church service right here. So, um, we have something that we wanna just equip you in, and uh, I'm gonna hand over to one of our amazing team, Breelin. But we just want to share a word on our hearts with you guys, uh, and then we will we'll probably lead into just some ministry for you. Uh, for you. Please don't look to, to men or to us. Uh, God is, is with you right now, and we'll minister to you. Uh, and I just want to hand over to Breeden, and we'll take it from here. Hi, guys. All right. Um... So during worship, I was just asking the Lord um, what he wanted to do today. And I really feel like there's people here who are either believing something or going through something to where they can't step into their true identity with the Lord. I feel like the Lord is um, showing us, or everybody really, just a glimpse of something in their personality that they haven't realized it was there before. And so I actually, I'm going to share a little testimony and my own story. Um, so I grew up not in the church. Um, my parents were alcoholics, actually, and so um, I just grew up in this home where I would constantly ask my parents to change, to do something, um, and when I didn't see any results, um, that made me believe that whatever I did or asked um, the people I who are supposed to love me most in the world, you know, um, they just didn't change for me, so I started to believe that my words had no purpose, no impact, and no power, because, um, you know, that's what you expect as a kid <laughs> from the people you love most, um, and so I grew up really quiet. This um, little me would not believe that I was standing right here talking to you guys, because 
crowds was a big thing for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, again, I didn't grow up in the church. I had three brothers and me and my parents, and we just were a busy family. My parents worked full time, so it was really just me and my brothers, and life was pretty quiet. Um, I created a routine of just going to school and just taking care of my brothers, really. And so, but luckily, um, we moved, and in that season of my life, I'm from Portland, Oregon, and so I moved from Portland, Oregon up to Vancouver, Washington, which is about 15 minutes, and um, it's not even that big of a difference across the bridge, but to a high schooler, that's like, you're, you have no more friends anymore, and you're like, well, this is it, this is it, I don't have anybody here, and so... <laughs> um, that was my junior year of high school, and you know, I grew up in Portland my whole life, so I already had my friends, my, my people I thought I was gonna graduate high school with, and I was taken away, and um, even more isolated with my family and my parents, and um, I just got into a season of um, anxiety and depression, and I had a pornography addiction, and I just was lost, I didn't have community, and um, yeah, I didn't, that, again, my family was really not ones to comfort and, and asked me how I was doing to, to love and pull on me and call me up, so, um, uh, in my junior year was the first time I was failing classes, and I was a cheerleader all four years, and so, since I was failing classes, I got pulled out of cheer, and so, really, everything I had and was used to was just taken away from me, and, um, I was just at a point where it just felt normal, you know, you get that numbness and you're like, well, this is it. And I even remember my older brother at one point telling me a few years later that he would, he like would hear me like crying in my room and like he wouldn't even come and comfort me or he would even tell my parents, stuff like that. And so second trimester started in junior year and um, I walked in, and I had my schedule, and I had a class missing on my schedule. And so I go into the counseling office, and um, it gets good here, guys. Um, I go into the counseling office, and um, I was looking for a class. I was like, hey, I just have this class that's empty. I want to fill it. And I sit down with my counselor, and she's looking through all the options, that telling me what I can take. And the, um, the, I always forget the name, like the person who's the receptionist of the, the counselor, she comes, knocks on the door, opens it, and she's talking to my counselor, and she's like, hey, this girl dropped from being our TA, um, she left open, um, just letting you know, she leaves. My counselor looks at me, and she's like, you want to do that? And I was like, okay, sure. And then next week rolls around, and it's Valentine's Day on Monday, and um, I go into class, well, the counseling office, and I'm like, hey, and she's like, hey, your other TA is here. It's just you two for the rest of the year. And I was like, okay. And so I go in the back, and then I end up meeting my best friend, Maddie. Um, we just played at Hangman and ate cookies that day, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> the greatest for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, this wasn't too bad. Um, but funny enough, Maddie grew up in the church. Um, she had a family who loved the Lord. And after knowing her for not even three weeks, spring break hit, and um, she asked me to come over. 
and I was so excited. I was like, oh, somebody wants to hang out with me. And so <laughs> I asked her, I was like, I was like, hey, um, I was like, my mom wants to know if um, I'm gonna be sta staying the night. My mom didn't want to know. <laughs> I wanted to know that. And she was all like, uh, yeah, you can stay the night. It's just, I have to go to youth group, so you have to come with me. And I was like, okay, sure. And um, so I ended up going to youth group and it was like amazing only because I just found this community that I didn't know I needed. I found these people who just like accepted me and like just wanted to hang out and have fun. And I, I remember leaving and I was like, I want to go back so bad. And that night Maddie messaged me and she was like, hey, if you ever want to come on Wednesdays, just let me know. And I was like, perfect. I was like, because I do. And I was like, um, she's like, okay, we'll make it every week thing. I went home with her every Wednesday and I started going to youth group. And for me at that point, you know, it was just community. It was just a fun Wednesday. And I was like, yeah, I have people. Um, but youth camp came around and, you know, that's when the Lord radically touched me. And I, I felt his presence for the first time. And I, I knew who I was, like where I was supposed to be. And I really felt like the Lord, um, you know, it was just perfect timing. Um, and to this day, I'm still contending for my family. Um, I'm still believing that they are going to be touched by the Lord in a radical way. Um, I'm still believing that my parents are going to be totally shifted around and like I'm believing that alcoholism will leave in the name of Jesus. And, um, but yeah, um, so even after that, I went to church. I became a youth uh, leader, but I was still really quiet. I still didn't really believe my voice had power or impact. And so not until I came into school is when um, I really believed it. I, I remember having this encounter with the Lord where he unlocked my voice and I actually believed that whatever I said had power and I started to believe the words people were like sharing for me. I remember even in youth group, I would get these words over like um, me preaching and bringing people to the Lord and I was like, no way, no way. Um, and so, here we are now. Um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, it's still a process. It's still like a, a stretching thing for me, but it's just a, it's really a privilege just to be here and like share um, this. I just feel like the Lord really does have something to show you all, like in your identity. Whether it's your voice, you don't believe that you hear the voice of God, whether it's something you're struggling with, an addiction, or something that you just need breakthrough in, um, I really feel like the Lord is going to, like, wow. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I feel that so strongly. There's people here who don't believe they have a voice. There's people here who think they don't hear the voice of God and aren't powerful enough to share. Um, hmm. Yeah, I started hearing 
the voice of the Lord when I actually took a step back and looked at the world in a in a lens of wonder and awe. You know, there's there's so much beauty in the mundane, you know. In the wind, in the grass, even in the people around. So, um, yeah, if you feel like that's you and you struggle with connecting or speaking with people or even believing that your voice is meant to be heard. Um, I really encourage you to come up to the front with our team. Um, I feel like I want my team behind me because we are here to to pour out, yes. Um, but I feel like everyone on this team has something to give to each of you, and I would love for each of you to actually um, not leave this building without getting encountered or touched by the Lord. Yeah, um, so if you guys actually want to stand up and make your way to the front, um, we as a team would love to cover you and just pray over you and whatever you are feeling the Lord pulling on your heart tonight or this afternoon, not tonight. <laughs> My days are very off. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to come up here, we'll totally surround all of you on and at the end of this um, time, if you really feel like the Lord is is pulling your heart, um, again, anybody on this team would love to pray for you, to love to partner with you, and to to give you just covering in whatever you're going through. Yeah. Hmm. Guys, if if you want specific prayer for actually that connection with people and that uh, not feeling like you have a voice, can you just put a hand up? We'd love specifically to come around you guys. Can we have a few teams just surround, surround these people? Just put your hand up, be brave. Awesome, so brave, thank you. Mm. And we're gonna actually uh, surround some, uh, some more of you guys. Uh, team if you want to just get to people uh, could be a bit messy we're okay with that sense as well that God's actually opening up ears to hear God's voice. Uh, some of you might have doubted that uh, you you can't hear God's voice, or you might have thoughts that you're just not sure, oh, is this God, is this not God? Um, I really believe God's actually going to give you wisdom uh, in hearing his voice. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and the word hear is to listen. So you guys, as long as you lean in and listen, you'll hear his voice, and we just have so much faith so please get prayer from one of our team if you want that as well. <laughs> 